you know, as opposed to trying to force the ball on one side and guys are running free. That's where the frustration was happening. Guys are running down the field, single covered, sometime wide open, or they'll have a, they'll be single covered with no safety support. And he doesn't even look over there. He's trying to force the ball to the guy on the left. And some of the plays call for, you know, him to look and throw, but not all those plays. You can't tell me all those plays were designed plays where he was forced to go to the check down. No, because you put the tape on, you can see guys were wide open. You can put the all 22 on to see the entire length. You can see what was going on on the field. And like he was criticized by Michael Thomas. He was criticized by, you know, it's just the whole season long. And if people made it seem like, oh, it was a bad thing for him. No, it's on film. And if the film could prove it, you can't be, you can't take it personal. If the film proves that you out here violating fundamentally, you can't take it as a, as an insult or a, um, or the people throwing rocks at car pun intended. No, you can't take if the tape proves that you out here violating fundamentally, you got to respect the game. You got to respect it or get your money back and go somewhere else where the media is softer on you because we don't, we want to win here. And it, nine and eight, nine playoff season is not what we talking about. That's not what we signed up for. All right. So anyway, you know, shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all. All right. Brock's, uh, Brian says, if we don't sign James back, we should sign the one day, one day, then trade him to them before. I, I don't know if they do. I think ultimately if they do release James, it'd probably be like a, a June 1st cut or something like that. You know, I, I, I'm, I would love to see Jameis here, but I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think it, I don't think they will, man. I don't think they will. That's just something I'm getting. Uh, trying to say, I missed what Jameis did to piss DA off. Please inform me when he, you know, J, you know, Jameis happened with the final play of the game where he, instead of kneeling on the ball, Jameis asked the team, which y'all want to do. He said, no. And they all made a decision as a team to go head on and get Jamal Williams' his touchdown. Well, that pissed Dennis Allen off. And uh, had people saying, well, you know, that made the media, you know, the media pretends to like Jameis, and some of them probably do, but a lot of them kind of throw darts at Jameis. They look at him as aloof. I know Kyle and Kyle, Patty, Kyle Hurd always talk shit about him. You know, he kind of, you know, throw little stones and rocks and make fun of him because Jameis is a little, you know, Jameis is a little bit unorthodox at times. You know, he do a little kind of crazy stuff when he was like, all up in Derek Carr's face, talk about move, bitch, and all this thing in the soul, his eyes bucking and shit. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, Jameis is kind of throw it off, bro. We know that. We we realized that about Jameis a long time ago. Jameis is a little throw it off, but he's a good guy. You know, we got partners that's kind of throw it off and crazy, but they're good people. You know what I'm saying? That's just what they got. It's like a nervous, <laughs> nervous twitch. <laughs> they're good people, though. You know, Kevin says most QB scared to step up in the pocket and take that hit. They'll check it down. Travis says James is going to shine elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he they, they love him. Lester says the Saints should use the majority of their resources on the O line and D line and free agency and the draft if they want to go far into the season. I ain't mad at you on that, bro. I do realize that we talk about like the Saints offensive line. They've seen some mock drafts where uh, the Saints looking at a pass rusher, and I'm like, man. Is that a best? Is that a good usage of a high draft pick uh, to go after another defensive end? I mean, there's only so much, so many, so much room you're gonna put that guy. If a guy's not a starter, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for that. I wouldn't because you know you take a defensive end, where is he gonna go? And you take him high, where is he gonna play? 
You're going to sit Cam down. They won't sit Cam down. Cam's getting guaranteed money. They're going to play him. Now, if he gets hurt, that's a whole nother thing. Carl Granderson's going to play. They want to see what Peyton Turner does. And you got Isaiah Foskey, the snowman there. So you're just going to add another guy into the mix who probably not. I mean, they have a lot of resources dedicated to the position. But I think that really the the big issue to the Saints is they have to figure out what to do with the offensive line, whether they're going to put resources through the draft on the O-line or if because if you move up and take one of the top two guys like Fuaga, I like Fuaga from our, for Oregon State, Joe Aldis, one of them. Uh, I forgot the other guy's name, but they have some good linemen that you can use, but you have to go up and get them. Now, will they trade up to go and get an offensive lineman that can, they could put them at the left tackle position. And then he goes from there. Or if you're going to get all that $80 million, whatever it is and cap down. So you go out and fridge, say spend a ton of cake to get it that way. See what I'm saying? So depending on where the cap situation is, you know, depending on where it is. And I, and I don't think they, making Loomis is going to be irresponsible with the cap. Like he do every year. And especially this year, cause they're desperate. So I think Clint is probably going to end up getting some veterans to help out with the offensive line. And I wouldn't be mad if the Saints took a wide receiver with that, if they have a wide receiver that was available uh, there, because they have some really good wide receivers that might fall to us there. So, I mean, I guess from an offensive standpoint, there's some areas that we can look at, but some kind of way in the draft, maybe we could pick up a safety, a linebacker, like I did mock mock draft. I got another one coming out tomorrow for our Patreon and YouTube membership family. Uh, But it, it covers some of that stuff and thoughts on that. So. We'll see how it all goes, fam. But, you know, the Saints are desperate, so there's going to be some type of irresponsibility, monetarily speaking. It always is because we're not responsible cap-wise here. He said, when the Super Bowl comes to New Orleans Q, people in chat, anybody going to go down the tailgate next year? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that one, fam. Um, I guess it depends on how we feel, how the Saints finish. I, I don't know. You know, we're going to pull. I, I, and I said this last year, but I really wanted to kind of because I've been have doing a lot of business stuff, man. I don't know if y'all know, you know, uh, you know, we signed, you know, I signed up with uh, believe me and believe or the network or operating to, we're working together on some stuff. So I, I'll be doing a lot of stuff, man. So, but definitely my key focus this year coming up is to do more stuff with you guys, like doing more, um, events with you guys, live pods and, and, and stuff like that. I have to set it up and, and run it and go from there. But that's my intention to do more of that stuff this year that I was supposed to do last year, but I had so much transition stuff I was doing. I be doing working on the uh, revamping websites and doing all this kind of stuff. It, 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 I, I get to my breaks, you know, but I've been really moving, man. All right. Kevin says, Q uh, saints need a lot. There's no wrong answer. I don't think they need as much as you think, bro, depending on how they handle the offense with Clint Kubiak. If he gives them a, a grocery list, and they go out and shop and buy them what they want. I think they'll be fine. Now, you do need, you know, you got uh, veterans that are still productive. I think Cam's production dropped because of his injury. If he wasn't hurt, I think he would have gotten maybe five or six sacks. And I know that's well below what he is. But, you know, Cam is more like a, I ain't going to say he's a legacy signing insofar as the Saints say, man, we're going to make you a saint for life. But when he was productive, a lot of people wanted to keep Cam here. And he could still be productive for you. But I just think that. You had a Demario Davis, Tyron Matthew. You want to make sure now that you get these young guys in place behind them right now in this type of draft. Like you get you a safety, you get you a linebacker, you know, you get those guys and add them because sooner or later the time is going to go come when the Tyron Matthew lays it up or, you know, he puts it, hangs his cleats up or Demario Davis and some of these other guys. 
But the offensive line, they're going to put a lot of resources toward the offense because, you know, the obvious thing, you know, and I, people talk about the defensive line. Interiorly speaking, the Saints had brought in, they brought in three new guys last year, Colin Saunders, uh, Nate Shepard, and they drafted Brian Bercy. Now, they, if they do get somebody in the draft later on in the middle of the draft, it'd probably be a depth chart uh, person to fill in if they don't bring Melka Roach back or perhaps another guy knows tackle to bring. You see what I'm saying? Because none of those positions are starter positions right now. Like the first two picks, you're looking at the first one or two or three picks. Uh, the first two picks are starter position picks. When you draft and you're looking to kind of fill a starting role or, you know, get a, a starter there. And, uh, you know, depending on how they operate in free agency, you know, it kind of and, and how we deal with the draft, we can meet some needs if they know what needs that need to be met. If you know what I mean, you know what I'm saying? All right. I don't I don't think so, Kev. It ain't as bad as you're thinking it is, bro. Travis says sign Chase Young. Yeah, he's out there. We'll see, bro. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if the Saints see the need to go out and do that. They might want to go get a guy for depth. They put a lot, they threw a lot there. You know, it's like I said, if you said you sign Chase Young, who starts? Who's your starting defensive end? You gonna bench Cam? You're going to do that. They're not going to bench Cam. Dennis Allen's not going to bench Cam, bro. That's what I'm saying. When I be thinking about, I would love to have Chase Young, man, you know, come here and do his thing, but they ain't going to bench Granderson. They ain't going to bench Cam. And you think Chase Young going to come off the bench? <laughs> he's going to come off the, you know, the situational pass rusher and he's going to, he's going to command a hefty paycheck too to do it. And then again, I don't know, due to 49ers, their current uh, situation, they might bring Chase Young back. I don't know what their cap situation is, but you probably will want to. And Randy Gregory played real well, too. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right. All right, Brian says, BQ, if you don't mind me asking, can you think about making the Saints calendar with the schedule in it for each game? I, I, well, you know, we'll see about it, brother. I'm going to see what I can do. I think they have a... Uh, I'm going to look that up, matter of fact. Hold on. Let me write that down. Give me just a second. Let me write that down. Because, yeah, that might be the thing. All right, Brian. Thank you for that suggestion, man. All right. Anyway, uh, Brandon says uh, we need some young pass rushers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what about the guys we have? All right. Yeah. In fact, like I said, they've invested. That's uh, they invested in those guys. A first round draft pick for Peyton uh, Turner, and a second round draft pick for Isaiah Foskey, the Snowman. They ain't like undrafted guys like say a Carl Granderson, where you can move them guys around or push them around. They paid Carl Granderson this money. They gave Cam. Cam got guaranteed money. Um. They want to see what Peyton Turner does. He's a first round draft pick and Isaiah Foskey, the snowman. So I don't, you know, I I'm with you, but I just, I don't know how this, I don't think the saints could, they look at it like that. I think they are looking at it the way I'm telling you, they are looking at it. I don't agree about it, but I'm, they, they still have, you know, interest in those guys. Remember we kept promoting them to do this uh, when training camp or before training camp happened, we kept trying to get them to sign veteran pass rushers. They never got around to doing it. They kept, Piddle, a fiddle faddling around with undrafted guys and stuff like that because those guys are cheaper and then you could put them in positions like as as backups and stuff like that but you know spend all that money on the chase young for what you go bench cam they're not gonna do that you know i, I hear what you're saying a lot of you saying because y'all want results because you think cam is like on the back end of his career but I, I they don't see it like that what's up neville how you doing fam brandon says the niners are dumb <laughs> oh yeah i seen that man i, I disagree with, with that bro I really disagree about that. You know, with them firing Wilkes, man, that was that was not a good look. 
What's up, Slim says, got to use Zach Bourne as a pass rusher. That's especially to come out of Wisconsin. We, you know what, family, you know, when they first drafted him, Slim, you know, we knew that. We were saying that the whole time. Sean Payton said that. And then when it came down to it, they didn't do it up until the guy in the final year of his contract, they started using him the way they said they was going to use him. But the Zach Bourne thing was a running gag for us because he never played like he had the athleticism to move around, but he didn't know what he was doing because he never played that position. He wasn't a stand-up linebacker at Wisconsin. He was a guy to put his, you know, he was a, a pass rusher. And he got, what, 11 sacks there? He was really good at that. And the Saints tried to turn him into a stand-up coverage linebacker, and it didn't work out. He struggled. And then guys like Nephi Sewell, who's undrafted, took his position and forced him into the pass rusher, the uh, sub-package uh, pass rusher role. And he excelled at that. Now, do they then bring him back and do that again? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Zach Bourne will be interesting, man. He might pull up stakes and head up north to Wisconsin, where he come from. You never know. All right, what's up, KB? Shout out to the Queens, man. Brother Eric, how you doing, sir? Appreciate you. All right, last question here. Uh, Brian says, Dennis Allen doesn't work out after this year. Do you think there's a possibility we get Bill Belichick as the next coach in New Orleans Saints, maybe? That's a good question, Brian. I don't... You would hope, you know what I'm saying? You would hope... um, Because... Bill Belichick, and there was a report that Atlanta put out about, uh, I think, Count Blank said that the uh, Atlanta Falcons said that Bill Belichick didn't ask for control uh, in terms of general manager control. So if he comes to New Orleans, does he do that? Does he want general manager or some form of uh, general manager control? What Mickey Loomis is. That could be problematic. (laughs) You know, Mickey Loomis don't want to give up no power. Even though he got two jobs, he won't. He 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 be damned if a guy like Kai Harley get to be general manager. Listen, just be happy I made you assistant general manager. Yeah, but I ultimately won't be the general manager. Yeah, but if somebody come and pick you, I just find somebody else. Why don't you just let me be the general manager? You the vice president, and I want both roles. It really makes no sense for him to have both those roles. But it's just like an ego thing. Like, uh, I got control of the team. You're old. You, you know, no disrespect to my older people, but I'm saying it's sometimes the game pass you by. It passed you by on the greatest coaches. You don't think it passed you by with general managers? And I knew, like, Ozzy, Ozzy uh, Newsom uh, was a fantastic general manager for many years with Baltimore. And he was 10 times of the general manager that Mickey Loomis could ever hope to be. But at some point, you have to have the imagination and common sense to understand that my job is is what it is. I'm a vice president and I train these guys. Let me let them get that and I can just cruise into it. There's no reason for him to keep both those jobs. He don't need to be the general manager and the VP. And his his is his reason. He's the problem. Why are we going through this stuff right now with Dennis Allen? This is the NFL. Dennis Allen wouldn't have survived nowhere else. He wouldn't have survived his team looking like this. He'd have been fired. He'd have been fired. No other NFL team would have put up with this foolishness. I mean, but you don't have a hands-on owner who trusts into my and to my mind and my thought process too much into these other guys. Just hold, trust way too much into these other guys. Too much. 
you know, and they're not even evaluating each other. The guy that's above Mickey, Lucci is not evaluating Mickey Loomis's job. He's not. And that's what, where's the accountability at? Where, where is it? You know, he could sit up and, and all the stuff he said last year was a joke and a half. So, so like I said, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it's, he's the reason why we, why the saints are going through this crap right now. Why the team is where they are. He's the reason he made these decisions and, and, and we forced to suffer through it. So, all right. So shout out to the fam. Um, Alessa says, Q, I don't, don't you agree our head coaches is a problem drafting players who are projects instead of drafting proven ones. I mean, it's a crapshoot the way you look at it. You're supposed to do your work and figure out what player fits your system. I think oftentimes, like, um, sometimes the Saints, well, a lot of times the Saints would draft people that are part of a different system just because they like their uh, athleticism and they think that they can convert the player into something else and it don't work. Like they'll pick up a three, four, like they did with Zach Bourne. It's a perfect example. Zach Bourne was a three, four linebacker, you know, and they try to take him. Well, he wasn't a linebacker, but he was a guy that was projected to be in that style of system. They'll take a three, four linebacker type. And don't get me wrong, depending on who the guy is, he might be able to play multiple systems, but sometimes you might have a system player that plays well in a particular system. And if you take him out of that system and put him somewhere else, he might eat, he, he won't thrive as much. So that does happen, but you know, like I said, you just have to do your research to the best of your ability and find players that fit what you're doing and just character from a character standpoint and injuries, production, all that's a part of it. And to be honest with you, Saints ain't really been hitting on a lot of stuff draft wise, but undrafted wise, they've been, they filled up the team with a lot of really solid undrafted people. Rashid Shahid's undrafted. He performed better than some of our uh, drafted guys. You know what I'm saying? We had a couple of um, uh, special teams players that really stepped up. How about Isaac Yiddle? Yiddle was a guy that they brought on the team. JT Gray was another guy that was undrafted. Nephi Sewell was another undrafted guy. You know, Malcolm Roach was another undrafted guy. Gave you good production. So, I mean, usually finding some of these guys and they play well for you in spots. You know, Jawan Johnson, the ultimate undrafted guy. He's just starting tight end. So, I mean, we have a really good uh, ability to find these undrafted guys, but Saints not really hitting in the in the draft area, especially early on anymore. The Trevor Penning uh, pick is not looking too good. Isaiah Foskey, the snowman, developing Peyton Turner. Is, can't skate, same see. So, yeah, we, we need to work on that, man. We definitely need to work on that. All right, so anyway, listen, fam, we're going to do that. That'll be the end of the show. Listen, I appreciate you guys for chiming in on this episode of Tacoma. Uh, we covered some good stuff today. Listen, I'll be back tomorrow. My Patreon family members, I'm gonna be releasing that uh, that uh, mock draft uh, tomorrow for our Patreon and YouTube membership family. If you want to do that, family, you can feel free to click the link in the description section below, or simply go to patreoncom forward slash the Pro Media Network. A lot of lot content is there, or just become a member of our YouTube channel. But the Patreon family member will get a little bit more. As I upload other stuff there, as our news show on Cuba BQ, which is another, uh, cover some news notes and items uh, I haven't done on Cuba BQ, but I'm gonna be doing one real soon, uh, and some other stuff. So anyway, with that being said, I'm gonna get on out with that. Yeah, I'm gonna be back. I said tomorrow, like tomorrow is another day. Actually, later on today, rather to talk about the uh, the latest development. So much love to the fan. Appreciate y'all. Y'all hit the like button for, for me. Feel free to hit the like button. 
feel free to share the show on your social media feed. I'm going to holler at y'all later on in the day. Much love and who that too. Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL. When things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. This the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. This the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.